Warning, this is an adult-oriented podcast about really perverse things like communication and consent. Kids, get off my lawn! If you're under 18 and looking for answers to questions about sex and kink, (sighs) fucking kids, please visit scarleteen.com. And for you dude bro listeners, (laughs) this is nerdy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off! Somebody help that poor submissive! Look, up there in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane? Is that a flogger? Someone's gotta be having a good time. As the kink signal shines brightly in the night sky, we know that there is fuckery afoot. What kind of fucking town is this? No worries, as they've listened to the Gotham press beforehand, so all will be safe, sane, and consensual. Well, that's reassuring. Right? Yeah, but what's the Gotham press? What is the Gotham press, you ask? It's about time you tell us, don't you think? Well, I'll let the Cape Crusaders themselves educate you on that. Okay, so today's category for Final Jeopardy is plagues that almost wiped out the population of the world. Bum, 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 Shock Doc, what is your final answer, please? What's the Great Plague of 2020? Oh, so close. We were looking for 2019. Oh, God. (laughs) That's right. You guys are dumb. You are now listening to the world-famous Gotham Press Podcast. Gothamites. (coughs) Thank you for coming back, even though Greedy is coughing (coughs) at you all. He had (coughs) the corona. Oh, you're so bullshit. He even has a lime to go with his corona. Courtesy of Captain Awesome. And? And Bunner. I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry, Bunner. Bunner's in the audience. Bunner is in the audience. We will not leave anyone out. Hey, Lala. Hi. Have you been affected by the corona yet? Yes. (gasps) You have the corona? With lime. With lime. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Shock? Yes, my friend. Hey, Shock's here, by the way. Hi, Shock. (laughs) Welcome, Shock. Hello, everybody. Oh, dear God, we have a, a, a guest? Another guest? A studio w- audience member? Studio audience member. Where's your stilettos? Hey, we'll get to that another time. <laughs> um, another episode, I'm sure. Another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Gothamites, welcome back to the Gotham Press Podcast. Hopefully, today is finding you well whenever you're listening to this. Because the uh, it's a pandemic now, right? Yeah, the world is upside down. All right, so the pandemic of 2020 that started in 2019. Technically, it's the pandemic of 2019. Because it started in 2019 in a little town called Wuhan, China. Is that it? I will take your word for that. Yes, I am agreeing with you. Yes. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Because they ate bat soup. Bat soup? Yes. Well, that's just bats. At least it wasn't bat shit crazy like some of these things. You (laughs) made the joke before I made it. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I was I was this close to doing it. No, I was I was deciding. I don't know. Is that too unsensitive? Fuck it. No, and then you bring it out. So have you been on this podcast before? No, no, no. This is my first time. Hey, shock! Do you know where you can find us? 
I hear that you can be found on all my favorite podcatchers. It's yeah. true. What it's about true. Patreon? You can find us on Patreon. What? I'd you... like to uh, thank really quick our patrons because they fucking rock. That they do. And you can join to be one of those patrons for as little as a dollar a month. And you can help this podcast thrive. Thrive, thrive, thrive. <laughs> 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 we need to get a new board so we can do that. I know. <laughs> Crazy enough, we just got uh, a new run of stickers that we'll be sending out to all of our patrons in just a couple of days. Um, so, patrons, hit us up with your email address. No, okay? not email address. Not email address. Wow, I'm so stuck on email. <laughs> don't. Hit don't, us up with your physical address I believe, via the email. Real quick, I believe that on Patreon that when they sign up, it gives a mailing address for them as well. Oh, it does? I believe so. I, I have to recheck right, that please to verify. Do. Please do. The Well-Informed Gotham Podcast coming to you. Gotham Ooh. Press Podcast, sir. Uh, <laughs> the Well-Informed we Guest. Don't, we don't talk about the Gotham <laughs> Podcast, the splitters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here's a really quick question. What the hell is going on with the world? Anybody? People anybody are losing know? their shit. <laughs> so interesting you phrase it that particular way. Because they're Why? also buying up a bunch of toilet paper. <laughs> oh, you just That's got funny. that. That is actually funny. <laughs> wow, that was actually an unintentional pun. <laughs> I just want to know who in the right mind uses 400 rolls of toilet paper in 14-day quarantine. I'm going to be really curious to see the recipes they come up with for all that toilet paper because they didn't stock up on the groceries that they'll need for 14 days quarantine. Also, they didn't stock up on things to wash with, like, you know, soap. And all that. Well, actually, or hand did. sanitizer. It's hard to find antibacterial soap right now. Oh, really? Yep. And hand sanitizer and wipes. And in fact, if you're not having a baby, stop ba- buying the baby wipes because babies need those. <sighs> those babies will survive. They're young. No, I, I actually prefer using wipes because you get cleaner and it takes less TMI. of them. Hey, is that is that <laughs> no, where no, you? It's, it's not. Is that where you carry the baby to the kitchen sink where you have the spray nozzle and it becomes immediate the day? <laughs> Because, you know, it's an option, but uh, you might want to clean up pretty well after that as well. Yeah, that's where bleach comes in handy, yep. which is also on that list of unattainables. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> if you all don't know, and I don't know how you don't know, we're talking about the pandemic of the coronavirus, COVID-19. Mm. Thank you, CDC, for relabeling it from coronavirus, because I'm sure the Corona Beer Company is losing their minds. Oh, they lost a shit ton of money. Oh, no doubt. No yes. doubt. I'm almost tempted to go buy a 24-pack just to support them a little bit. Just support them? Well, a young man told me the other day that um, Corona was going to pay $1.5 million to have the name changed to Bud Light Mm -hmm. virus. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that as well. That would be amazing. (laughs) That was a a beautiful bit of trolling that Corona actually did on Twitter. So, bravo, Corona, for your your, uh, troll of Bud Light. That was very Well done. Yes, funny. Uh, but this is actually becoming a really serious thing because places are just closing down left and right. There's this place. Um, what's it's, it's a little famous. not really. Uh, Disney, I oh, think. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah, they are closing down, I believe, as of... Because today is Sunday. I believe they started closing down yesterday everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like all of their locations. As of yesterday, Disneyland, Disney World, around the world have closed their doors. 
SeaWorld, Universal Studios in Orlando and California. Uh, Magic Mountain. Mount Everest. <laughs> Mount Everest is closed. Well, Mount, both on Mount the Everest China. isn't a Disney location. I know, no, but no, they're just but, naming all the places. Yeah. Well, neither is Magic Mountain yet. The Smithsonian, the White House, shows Ev- on Broadway. Everywhere. Everything. Even, even locally. Okay, we have to go to a liquor store and get some of that. Just you to have do it. To say what it is, so okay. the listeners understand. For the listeners, I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna. Just say what it is. Would you mind sending me? He's that gonna picture, describe please? a picture in words. All right. So real quick. Hello, greetings, mistress. <laughs> Hi, mistress. She's waving. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone saw it. Yes. My, my beautiful bride is not really a stand in front of the microphone and talk kind of gal. No. <laughs> or in front of people and talk. Kind okay. Of gal. Can we say what she showed us though? Yes, she showed me. A, she showed me and Lala a, a picture of somebody going to a liquor store, and there's a picture of a Corona, a bottle of Corona, and a bottle of virus vodka. Vi- Wait, what? Virus <laughs> vodka. And like, it has like the seriously. poison emblem? Or yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's got the uh, the biohazard symbol oh, on it. Oh, that's what it is, yes. the biohazard. And I, I have to go get this combination now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to buy a case of Corona and a bottle of virus vodka. Uh, apparently, they found the antidote. <laughs> the antidote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tongue in cheek, I've been telling people for a week that a corona and lime is an inoculation. It really isn't, but you know, I thought it was an, an adorable. <laughs> yes. Well, okay, let's go back to Disney. So all of these parks are closing, but but they're going to leave their hotels open and the city walks open. Well, there's that's not inviting chaos. Just as many people on City Walk as in Disneyland. So uh, that's a little. That's a. A little much. Disney will be paying their workers, though, during yeah. the shutoff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very good. And they will have some employees stay there at the park to take care of whatever animals oh, yeah, need good. to be. Animal Kingdom is an important mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's not like they don't have $500 trillion in reserve. I mean, Disney is, what, the, the second largest corporation in the world? They're only, only second? Only behind the banks. Oh. What's that like? How are they second? They own everything. They've also, not just Disney, but they've, there's also been a lot of uh, uh, postponement or um, freezing of movie and television productions. Anything that bring, basically brings a crowd together like that. Oh, yeah. Police aren't even coming out. That's what I, that's what I saw an article link about today. That? Yeah. I read that article, and that was a little bit confusing. I'm not sure I really understand. Unless it is a, a life or death sort of situation. They're pretty much, hey, my... Take care of it yourself. Yeah, my XYZ got stolen or is missing. Well, we can't spare an officer right now for that. So, you know, we'll put in your report, but that's so, about the best we can do. Does that mean there's going to be, like, looting and... I'm no, waiting. I don't doubt that. I am waiting for that. Some I don't think it's going to happen here. Going on. It does mean that if you're in a minor fender bender, then you'll probably not get a police to show up and do a police report. Right. Yeah. Mm. That kind of thing. They have more pressing matters on their hands. Like toilet paper theft. <laughs> yeah. You know, I typically have faith in human beings. But when you when you see the sheer number of people that simply treat this kind of situation as a profit opportunity by trying to hoard things to resell later, it really, really kind of shatters well, part not, of my faith. In not only are people hoarding, but the stores themselves are raising the prices on these items. Oh, I didn't realize oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, a case of water for twelve bucks. Gee. Yeah. As opposed to two seventy nine at Costco for forty bottles. Right. Mm-hmm. Oops, sorry. And I work in the medical kind of the medical field, and to order face masks, they're all on back order, and the ones that are available, they're charging three times the amount. Yeah. So normally, I can get a box of fifty for six, seven bucks, and they're wanting like twenty eight bucks. Oh, dang! For a Jesus. box. Oh, my, my, my own personal opinion is if you see this as an opportunity for you to run out and buy pallet loads of shit to haul home to your garage to screw your friends and neighbors over for a markup as a, as a good way to stock your bank account, you're a terrible human being. So I saw two things. I've seen two stories this week. One made me laugh. The other one was like, oh, one was local. There was a guy that Said he was in a hazmat suit, looked more like a beekeeper's outfit. <laughs> Downtown. I know the guy. You, know, you yeah. actually know that guy? I, I know the guy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll call him D, but it was it was actually a uh, bomb suit. A bom- he, oh, it was actually a bomb suit. He, he is a former, um, what what's uh, ordinance? Bomb technician? Yeah. Yeah. E- EOD. Okay. Um, he, he's former military. Okay. okay. So he actually has the, the full get up still. Um, it was his issued uh, blast set, so he's got the full mask. He's got the full ho- uh, hood and all, all the all the heavy duty explosive resistant stuff, and uh, he's carrying a sign with, with three uh, on a stick with three rolls of toilet paper up the stick. Toilet paper, hundred dollars a roll. Yeah, yeah, I know that guy. Wow. And the other one was from uh, I can't remember where it was at. Basically, at a private school somewhere. Kid is selling squirts of hand sanitizer for fifty cent a pop. Kids are on it. I Profiteering. All right. <laughs> no, the okay. So I saw a story as well that it just made my stomach churn. This dude in uh, I want to say upstate New York drives a U-Haul van around his state and a few other surrounding states when this whole thing was just starting. Buying up all the bleach, hand sanitizer, toilet paper, all the basic commodities that you'd expect for people to freak out about. Yeah. And putting them into his U-Haul, buying everything out of all the stores he visited, putting them all into the U-Haul and bringing them back to his place, stocking his garage just so he could sell them, marking them up and putting them on eBay. The laughter comes in when eBay slapped him and other sellers like him with you are now banned from eBay. <laughs> so now he's got a shit ton of stuff stuck in his garage and he can't sell it to anybody. Wow. So fuck him. Well, he. here's the thing. I hope his neighbors all know that he did that. Oh, yeah. So that way they know exactly where to go to uh, ransack. <laughs> I hope his neighbors are well armed. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, there, there's been memes about uh, people being in the stores buying all the bottled water and toilet paper and all that stuff, and the the dude is just you know loading magazine after magazine. Says, "I hope you have fun with those crowds because I'll be coming for that toilet paper." <laughs> and that's when it took a dark turn. Oh yeah, very yeah. dark. I like dark turns. So greedy. Yes. Do you remember Pokemon Go? Yes, I do. Apparently, you don't have to go outside for Pokemon Go anymore. Because of Hell Corona. Yeah. They basically have changed up things because they know that the government, actually, what was it? The government said officially, at least here in the state of California, that you can't have groups of over 250, I believe. Yeah, 250. So Pokemon Go is like, you know what? You're going to be at home for a while. Here, we will just give you a 
very discounted, uh, what is it called, um, lure. So you can just have Pokemon come to you and your home. So it's like, got like 30 of them for like one coin, which usually they will cost like 150 or something like that. Okay, this is one example of hoarding that I might do. <laughs> That's one example. Stock up on a bunch of them and... No, I think you can only do one. I went ahead and even though I barely started on my Pokemon Go anymore, I went on to see it. And I bought one, and then it was just the offer, which is gone after that. Huh. So I believe you get 30 of them for the one coin, which means that people probably were done with that within that first day of being available. Yeah. But still, that's a game that was supposed... The whole thing about that is go and be around your people. Now it's do not go outside. Was Pokemon Go? Now it's Pokemon do not go outside. <laughs> do not go pass go. Do not I think collect. that's the joke we were looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to do my part. Yeah. And then, uh, this this kind of saddened me. Even though I've never been to the convention, I still say I want to go. E3, the biggest video game convention in America. Closing, not closing down, but canceling for 2020. Now, E3 isn't until June. They are already, they've already canceled the event and are looking to do a type of digital event. Hey, we're going to record all this stuff so you can watch at home and not get people sick. Which sounds great and good, right? Okay. My problem is, what does this mean going forward? Because if this goes really well, does that mean that events and conventions like that are all going to take that same path of, hey, we don't have to get an entire venue anymore. We don't have to rent out for people to work at said venue or anything like that. Now it's just, we'll just record things and have people watch it online. Uh, so it becomes a TED Talk. Pretty much. Yeah. Though I, I've always I've always kind of mocked the idea that you know electronics are an example and specifically televisions, and you're at home on your shitty uh, 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 rear projection TV, and what you're watching is the display on this high end LED television, and you're still watching it through your Jeez. shitty rear projection monitor, going, eh, it doesn't look that good to me. So you know what you 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 lose something. By not being on on site to see these get dazzling electronics in person. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, not only that, you you lose the socialization of and the excitement and you the um, ambiance and the adrenaline and yeah. the excitement and everybody you and, need that and the chance to 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 for say a comic convention to go through those comics one at a time and discover those little gems that you hadn't even thought about. Exactly, because I know that if it comes to hey, we're just going to do a fully digital event in the future, I'm going to miss a lot of things. Oh, mm -hmm. heck yeah. Because if you're actually on site and you're seeing these things and, oh, hey, here's that thing that I'm walking past I would never even thought of. Yeah. But if I'm just at home watching online. You're only going to be exposed to what you would normally expose yourself to. Exactly. Even if I only put, like, even if I put in just E3 stuff. Mm -hmm. Sure, here's the whole list, but that doesn't look that interesting. That doesn't look that interesting. Oh, that's what I want to see. And I watch that and, okay, I think I'm done for now. That's, that worries me, honestly. You just lose the whole experience. Yeah. I hope it doesn't go that way, because when we went to uh, WonderCon, yes. that was a new experience for me. And I'm pretty sure WonderCon's probably closed down by now, too. Oh, no doubt. No doubt I'm wondering, is. what I'm really, really wondering, is this going to go on long enough to where Comic-Con shuts down for the year? I hope not. That would be... I, I don't even know... The kind of backlash I, that would have. I do think the real tragedy in a worldwide pan pandemic would be the loss of Comic-Con. 
Oh uh, yeah, you know that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. Well, we can we can all hope that it just blows over quickly, as uh, several politicians have uh, said it will. You know, we we yes, because politicians know everything. Oh yeah, I know. They uh, never lie either. No, no, no. They they never lie. Hold your nose, Pinocchio. <laughs> ah. That being said, uh, we do have some really great medical professionals um, leading up the fight, and I, I do believe they're going to make the win. I hope so. One thing that I did read that I, it just kind of made my heart go, ah, good. Betty White's still alive and kicking. <laughs> her, but her Twitter, her Twitter account got bombarded by people. Try saying, are you still alive? Are you okay? Betty White better not die. Dear God, I hope Betty White's fine. Because, you know, Betty White is a national treasure. Much like Stan Lee was before his untimely death. Agreed. Betty White's still a national She's 98. Well, hopefully she lives to that century mark and well beyond. Hopefully. Uh, she may be the ticket to immortality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But an official uh, responded on her Twitter to say she's fine. She has not contracted any sort of disease right now. So, Everything's good. So if Betty White is the ticket to immortality, do I have to rub her all over myself or step into her like the fountain of youth <laughs> in order to become immortal? Is she a gateway into the dimension of immortality? I, do I pass through Betty White <laughs> into <laughs> the vast unknown? She licks you. I'm, I'm going right. to go with you have to rub her all over. Rub her all, okay. Let's talk about like the financial hardship that this is causing for people. Okay. That's um Well, I'm just about broke, so that's so the the theater industry and the oh, the yeah. sports industry and Yeah, because uh what was it, NBA or NFL? One of the two. All they, of them. They, all, 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 of them. All, all of them at this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I know I saw uh soccer uh, yeah. canceled. At this point, all national uh national sports leagues, uh soccer, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, mm-hmm. they're all closed down until further notice. So mm-hmm. some some are canceling the ending of season. Some are postponing the season until later on in the year. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much brought a halt to it. Uh, NCAA canceled March Madness. Yeah, I can. That yeah. was that was a big one. Like because they can they cannot draw in that larger <coughs> crowd without fear of spreading this more. Uh huh. It, it, it's it's a responsibility thing. I think you know. Um, <sighs> Groups not wanting to spread it further. Groups not wanting to look like they don't care about the public health. It's it's all it's all a matter of responsibility. And yeah. Well, it, and that, that's even hit home for us here in Bakersfield in our own little play space we call the headquarters because mm-hmm. we have um, basically made the decision to go dark at least until like the third weekend in April. Uh, we're looking a month out. Hopefully things will settle down and the guidelines will change and we can pick up events again. But in the meantime, just to minimize the risks, we're following the basic guidelines of no crowds. We, we don't have the capacity to have people over and keep six-foot distance. It would be impossible. So basically we're just all putting all our events that take place at the headquarters. They're just all going dark in the meantime. So we could always do like a local grocery store did and only have so many people in at once. <laughs> that sounds like tremendous fun, Cap. <laughs> of course, nobody can do a play scene because six feet apart, everybody. Right. Well, unless you're whipping. <laughs> you, you could run single tails. You could. So let's go back to the financial thing. Yes. Okay. You guys keep going on these Sorry. tangents. Um, just so you guys know, PG&E is not going to be shutting down anybody 
for lack of payment right Good. now. Um, I believe you have extensions on your mortgage. You still have to pay it after the fact. You have to make it up, but um, they're not going to turn off your power or kick you out of your house that at is this great. point. I don't know about the ele- other um, electrical or water or gas, but... Utilities. Utilities, thank you. Um, but I'm sure they're going to follow suit because yeah. it's... Oh, um, what was it? Uh, I saw something uh, for Verizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Verizon and AT&T at this point. I haven't checked on any of the other cell phone companies. Uh-huh. They basically said, hey, you are good. We are not going to have any caps or anything for, I think they said, till next month. It was for, when I read it. For internet, right? Or, or for, for internet and for, even though everybody basically has free phones. Mm-hmm. Not free phones, but okay. you know, unlimited right. yeah. minutes. They said, they're like, hey, if you, even if you're on those plans, mm-hmm. just call. Make sure you're safe. That sort of thing. Yeah. Because... This is scaring a lot of people. Mm-hmm. No, this podcast is not scaring a lot of people, but this pandemic is scary. It is scary. I'm going to disagree with you there. I think this podcast does scare some people. It I is. Hope it, does. it is scary. This illness has spread over 110 countries in just three months. Mm. It's now in every state in the U.S. as well. Yeah. So it's it they, is a little scary. even Alaska got it. Even Alaska. <gasps> no. Yeah. It didn't get frozen. Well, no. Well, and effectively, they are just going to let it go. Effectively, it's it's grinding the economy to a halt. Yes, that's true. And I could even see that in my that's own good. my own business. I have a little one man particular type of business, and um, sales in the last week have been very off. Oh, the uh, appointment schedules aren't coming in, and I kind of don't expect them to. And uh, I have my own business, and all of my events have been canceled. Um, that's a lot of money I'm not going to make now. Yep. Yeah. Um, my other extra job, every show in the convention center has been shut down. In fact, Cirque was just here. They were supposed to actually do loadout tomorrow. They did Cancel. loadout yesterday oh. and went home and they're canceling the tour. Oh, wow. So. Because um, I know. horrible. I'm sorry. I was like, I have a family member in the medical field. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her um, two, three days ago. And she was telling me that even the 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 people in the medical field are kind of like it's a flu, and they know that hey this isn't going to affect everybody, but they have so many people just kind of coming in. Hey, I have this, I have this, but the main problem is that unless they can prove it, in a lot of states, the CDC is not going to send them the test kit because like hey, unless they have these specific things. We can't risk the test kits that we have because we don't have enough. Right. It's almost like we weren't properly prepared for a pandemic. Somehow, after shutting down the pandemic team that's supposed to deal with that <laughs> as a cost-cutting measure. Same. <sighs> so. The, I, I heard a rumor that Kern County doesn't have the tests because they can't afford it. I Did don't doubt that. Hear that. I have not heard that, but I don't doubt that. I don't, I don't have yeah. that information. Someone else, audience members, thumbs up. Yes, that's true. We can't afford it. That's crazy. Hmm. Wow. Uh, and then just, this whole situation, I'm not scared mm-hmm. like a lot of people are. I'm, I'm not scared of the disease like a lot of people are. Like, I understand it can affect many people. It has a long incubation point. But Period. I'm in the age range where... I don't, quote unquote, have to worry about it. I'll be sick for a while, but I'll get better. And even the older people that this is a scary thing for, I've seen stories of older people recovering as long as they, you know, take care of themselves and have been taken care of. 
So this whole thing is just stupidity. The stupidity of people saying, oh, my God, this thing is happening halfway around the world or even in my backyard. It's not affecting me, but damn it, I'm scared. Yeah. I don't. I'm not scared. I'm just more cautious. Right. Be cautious. You know, I'm just cautious. Wash ca- my hands more. Yes. That, that's the other thing. Quit buying fucking toilet paper. It's not a shitting disease. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my concerns aren't for my specific health because um, I, I, I'm, I'm robust. I'm healthy. I have a really well-tuned immune system. But the problem is I don't want to accidentally carry it to somebody else. Right. I don't want to give it to somebody that's immune compromised. I don't want to put somebody else in that position as why we stopped hosting events. Right. Uh, and the other part of that, that is it is killing people. It is. No, I'm not saying that it's not killing people. And one, six, one sign of success when you treat something this seriously that can kill lots and lots of people has that potential is you don't see that num- the, the great number of deaths that could be there. And that simply means that the, the response to it is, is doing its job right. by st- people staying home, by us canceling events, by all of us riding out this economic crash that we're basically stuck in, is that we don't have the rate of worldwide deaths that could be there. Hopefully, we're not overwhelming the medical system completely. You know, I know they're taxed to the limit. They, they're, they're bound to be, but not completely overwhelmed. And that's the whole idea. It, it isn't that the disease instantly goes away. It isn't that nobody dies. It's that we minimize that stuff. And I think in that, following the guidelines is successful because you don't see the worst outcomes. Sure. And I know sometimes people will look at that. Well, I don't see 15,000 people dying a day, so this was a waste of time. That's the whole point. That's the whole goal by being overly cautious, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I was going to say about that. Uh, my family member I was talking about, um, she was saying that, in her professional opinion, she thinks that, honestly, it may be more widespread than they're letting on. But because it's not immediately like, you know, people are getting deathly ill and getting, and you know, you know people are dying from it, they're not letting on. And my thing is this, if they did that, they did say, hey, this many more people are infected, but it's okay. That may help. The, the mindset of some people. It may help with some, but you got to ask yourself as well. Um, considering that human beings are stupid as a whole. I mean, I'm not saying that there are, are, aren't individuals that are smart. There are some fucking smart individuals. But humanity as a whole is fucking stupid and reactive and emotional. And we tend to, we tend to make really bad calls when, when a little thing like this gets, gets blown up to us. So are they doing the right thing by not saying that this is more widespread than it is? Are they doing the right thing to keep that chaos, that insanity from spreading? Because we've already seen what happens when there's no toilet paper. (laughs) Imagine, Imagine if the CDC or whatever officials came out and said... Well, we actually have 300,000 confirmed cases in California. What would happen if that happened? That is a very good question. I do I mean, not have the answer to I it. appreciate your relative, and I would very much like to speak with your relative on that that uh, opinion they gave. That it, it's Is that going to be the next podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd be down, but... Uh, no. I appreciate that. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I can't help but wonder, are they doing, are they making the right call? If, if it were in fact, where it is more widespread than they're announcing, are they making the right call by holding that information back? But in the same aspect, that's all speculation too. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not trying to imply that this is actual fact. Right. I, I hope that nobody takes it as such. I'm just saying, if then, you know, this is, this is just a hypothetical argument. Gotcha. <sighs> Yay for... Well, let's... I think we've all heard so much about this. Let's move... Yeah. Let's move something, you know, something more fun to talk about. I think that's a good call. Yeah. Oh, real quick. Greedy, did we did we talk about you and your uh, your your cure for corona with Lyme? Oh, you asshole. <laughs> no. So, I have an upper res- respiratory infection. I uh, still can't say that right. That's why we have him wrapped in plastic at the moment. Yes, uh, <laughs> Bubble Boy. Um, He's into that sort of kink. So yesterday, yesterday I'm uh, coming out of my room and I get intercepted by Captain and his Bunner. And Bunner is carrying a little platter with a lime cut in half. And I want to say her words were, this is from my sir to go with your Corona. (laughs) And she yes. hands me the fucking plate with a lime on it. Yes. Not only the plate, the plate that you assisted her with finding. <laughs> that I assisted her in locating. She she asked me to help her find a platter. Okay, I'll do that. Oh, it's <laughs> something for my sir. Okay, yeah, I, I, I understand that, you know. I like to do things for my mistress, so okay, I'll give you a hand. I help her find it. I go back to my room. Ten minutes later, I come out, and she's got a fucking lime for me. <laughs> I felt so betrayed. <laughs> but you laughed. Yes. You, yes, I did. You, you loved it. It was funny. <laughs> it was it was well timed. It was well executed. It was funny. Good job, you. Well two. done, sir. <laughs> Expect something in uh, return. Hey, Lala, how you doing? You want to talk about something else, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, first, let's give the word of the day. The word of the day. Yeah, why not? What is the word of the day? It's something that I am not currently. <gasps> what? Where aren't you? Healthy. <laughs> Healthy. Healthy can be the word. Healthy is the word of the day. We need people to be healthy. Bubble, bubble boy greedy yeah. isn't healthy. Right. <laughs> so shoot boy. us a message at area code 805-303-1173. Uh, text Candy Sweetbox. Call into Candy Sweetbox. Let her know. Let us know that you're okay because we actually do care about our listeners. I mean, yes. They, they may be spread all over this world, but every one of you is part of us. Oh. I hope I touched them in parts that <laughs> they didn't expect to be touched in on the on this podcast. Well, and for me, I've been training my immune system all my life. Eating that stuff off the floor, they said it was insanity, but I see it as long-term health <laughs> strategy. It's funny. Uh, when I was at work on Thursday or Friday, uh, when my coworker said, the easiest way to beat this is lick everything. <laughs> you will become immune. <laughs> Something tells me that coworker is not going to survive the apocalypse. No, I'm sure they'll be fine. <laughs> it was just, it's funny. Just lick everything. It's like, I don't know if that's um, exactly how you want to do this. Stop licking your mic screen. <laughs> oh my gosh. It wasn't, that was greedy, not was me. <laughs> well, it's an interesting hypothesis, but then we need a control group that licks nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, sir, I do believe you can lead that control group. <laughs> I, I really have no interest in that. <laughs> We need to let's let's talk about kinky stuff because that's what this podcast is about, <laughs> right? Seventy five minutes into the podcast, let's start talking about kink. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? You're right. What I wanted to bring up th- this particular episode was 
age and kink. Well, age versus kink, really. Okay. Like versus versus because is it like Street Fighter? Age versus kink. Big fight. <laughs> Wow, that was loud. <laughs> it was, but that was that was great. <laughs> kind of like that. Kind of a fight. It's a matter of as we all get older, what happens to our kink? Like me, I started getting into kinky things in my mid thirties. Well, now well, I know early thirties. I was invited on the podcast this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> he knew ahead of time. <laughs> Greedy. Yeah. What age did you start getting into kink? Well, if we're going with my first little bit of curiosity. I'd say it was probably around 17 if we're starting or if we're saying based off of the first time I actually went to a uh, dungeon. And yeah, the first time you seat. actually went to an event. Oh, uh, that was about 10 years ago. So uh, 27. 27. All right. Lala? 29? 30? I think you were oh, so we 28 when I met time? you. Oh, 28? 28. 28. how I remember it. All right. Okay. okay. And shock? Um, I would have been in my mid 30s, the first time I attended a kink event in person. Okay. All right. So from that point, you got into kink. You started doing things. When you got in, was there an older crowd in the kink lifestyle at that point? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for me, it was a well-mixed crowd. I mean, it, it, was, it was, wasn't was a whole lot of people uh, 18, 19 years old. But at the time, I want to say it was 21 and older. Yeah. No, not by the time you started. We were... we. One of the things that I always did was because people would suggest that it could only be 21 and older because we would do certain events at bars. Mm -hmm. And um, I always resisted that. I always made the argument that if you're old enough to serve in the military and vote, you're old enough to have the resources that a kink community provides. You're a grown adult. You should be able to, to come to events. Some of our audience is laughing right now. Um, military personnel. Uh, so <laughs> the reason I, I'm bringing this up, You've been doing kink since about then. And as you said, Greg, you've looked into things far before you actually came out to things. Yeah. Like for me, I looked into things long before I actually came out to things. When you first start coming around and you see the, the spread of people, you know, mm -hmm. old, young, all this. What's the difference in, in that? Like you see the younger people willing to do whatever and everything, anything. Right. Mm -hmm. But as far as and I'm asking you specifically, Greedy, as far as what you saw in that. The older people, did they say, oh, yeah, you you know, go do these, go do all these wild things? Or were they kind of like, eh, maybe not, slow down some? Yeah, the, the, the advice I got was don't rush into it all. You can experience it over time, but if you rush into it, you're going to burn out. Uh, it, it's, uh, what's, the, what's the term they use for that? Burnout? I was like, burnout? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so are, if you, are, are you referring to sometimes referred to as sub frenzy or dom yes, frenzy? Okay, yeah, frenzy. Yes. That's, that's what I was saying. Oh, you okay. could say, you could say newbie frenzy. That would also apply as well. Yes. I think, I think that is appropriate because it encompasses all sides because eventually, uh, at, at some point all of us were noobs. Yeah, everybody wants to do everything. Yes. But if you, if you try and rush in and do 17 scenes in one night, you're going to exhaust yourself. How and, many, how many did you get in greedy? One. <laughs> just one just one and it was it was a wonderful scene i was scared shitless going into it but it was that's what you wanted well yeah. what you found out that you didn't it was want. it was what i found out i actually wanted so um but yeah uh going into it the consensus was slow down you know have fun enjoy individual things and find out what you like and then start combining them okay how about you captain 
as far as as far as when you first got into it when i first got into it i actually went to um one of the uh can't remember what it was for one of the younger groups like 35 and under group so like uh, tng often, yeah yeah like a tng type group often referred to as tng yeah so everybody that was there the people that were like again i didn't actually start going to things until i was early 30s so i wasn't that 18 year old just came in saying yeah i want to do it all man but i did come in with that mindset of okay this is very interesting to me i want to see everything i can okay so I went in and I observed a lot. I, I watched. And then when I felt like, okay, I, I actually do want to get into some of these things, I actually went around and started asking, like, hey, um, I haven't done this, and I don't know how this feels, how this, what to expect with this. Can you try this on me real quick so I can know what I'm doing so, to somebody? That's how I went about it. But that's not the way that everybody does. Okay. All right, Shock, when you first started going into things, mm-hmm. what did you do? Uh, I think the first public scene I did was I flogged, okay. and we did it in a public, uh, a, a, well, it was a private house where they were having a, a party. We did it upstairs, um, and I approached the subject quite cautiously. Ca- wait, cautiously? Yeah, yeah. I'd never flogged anybody. So basically confined it to flogging her ass and her hips, um, and did so through her jeans, not directly to her bare skin. And didn't try to hit her super, super hard. That kind of thing. Okay. Just basically give her a taste of it and give me a feel for it as well. Okay. All right. Lala? Um, you're asking about my first experience or what, what it was like age-wise? What, what it was like for you going in for your first time to, to a thing? Well, I mean, my first thing was a munch, so it was... Still, what was it like going into that? It was a small little group, and it was... Um, intimidating intimidating oh yes because i sat across a certain individual with blazing blue eyes who (laughs) stared me down is it the same individual that you're sitting across from now it might be (laughs) (laughs) Uh, did those blue eyes just bore into her soul Mm -hmm. she was fucking adorable (laughs) and she was receptive yeah what do you mean was adorable well no true absolutely true but going back to the age thing yes everyone was older than me. Everyone was older? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I th- probably, yeah. Yeah, everyone was older, so. Okay. So, as a younger person coming into it then, mm-hmm. young, younger at the, at the time, obviously. At the time. All right. What was your outlook on that when you, when you first came in? Like, oh my God, I'm the youngest person here. What am I doing here? Was it like that or? Not really. No, it wasn't like that. Um. I think, like, later on as we got our group established more and more and more people were coming in, um, the old guard, there was a, a good group of old guard people there, and they they were uh, dumb. <laughs> 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 they were the type that expected everyone to call them uh, sir or mistress. Honor- and, honorifics, as it's referred okay, to. Okay, thank you. Uh, real quick. I'm pretty sure we've spoken on this on the podcast before. What is old guard? Leather. Um, help. I they, they considered themselves to be leather from a previous age that they had a specific set of rules for. However, I think quite often that interpretation was just stuff people had read online. So they, they had this belief that before they got there, it was all uh, a well-established set of rules about leather, et cetera, 
which I don't think necessarily were a universal or specifically applied to their experience, but that's how they imagined it. And that's how they expected other people to be because that's how they pictured the lifestyle. Oh, so when they saw a young lady like me come in, automatically they expected me to yes sir no sir but in my attitude from what i learned and read and experienced online because that's how i did it um no you have to earn my respect before i'm going to call you sir and even today like i'm not going to just willy-nilly call anyone sir it's not anyone yeah just special but the older (laughs) generation they At, at that point at least thought that i was disrespectful and probably they thought you were disrespectful? Oh, yeah. Have they met you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, see, and, and because she and I got involved in this community at about the same time, uh, it was my experience, and it's been the thing I've taken away from that, is if you show up at a community, uh, or in this case, a newly formed community, and you have this expectation that everybody's going to automatically hand you respect and give you the yes sir or the no, or yes ma'am, automatically because you you know you you put a capital letter in front of your name when you were typing this shit out online i didn't have any respect for that attitude and i still don't i don't you know i I, i'm a dominant i consider myself um i have a good sense of who i am and when i meet people i have no expectation whatsoever that they're going to give me that honorific or any other they don't have to that's not required for my particular ego and that was what I felt like it was, was their egos ego. needed to be serviced by constantly being referred to by, as yes, as sir or ma'am by everybody. Mm. And that, to me, that's a character flaw. I can go with that. Character yeah. flaws all around. That was just my experience <laughs> with the older people. With the people. older people. Not, not the little niche group that I walked into at the pizza parlor. They weren't like that. Okay. They were all very welcoming and funny and friendly and... And they kept you around. They kept me around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, from that then, and this is for everybody, how have your, what have your ideas of kink evolved into? Like there's that first thought, like for me personally, when I first came in, I'm like, oh shit, it's going to be sex and people being beaten and naked women all around. Oh God, this is going to be great. Some of that's true. (laughs) It is. But again, that was my first thought was that was all it was. And then coming in and being in for as long as I have now, my ideas have changed. They right. they become more, all right, we are people, just people. And when we come out to parties, we're still just people, but maybe we want, we want to do a little bit of a pomp and circumstance, you know, dress up a little bit, yes. you know, show off some. And that's just kind of how things with me have evolved of, okay, it's not, it's about the kink, not about necessarily the sex. Sex is great, but... It's about the kink. Yeah. What about you all? Lala? Um, come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Greedy? I'm having trouble fo- following exactly what you said. Okay. Where, where, where did I lose Re- you? Reroute. Okay. What are, you, what are you asking? All right. So your ideas on kink. When you first came into kink, you had a specific idea of what it was going to be. How have your ideas on that evolved? How have they changed from... From point A to now. My ideas of it when I first came in were, I wonder if it's going to be, I wonder if it's going to be everything that I hoped it would. I wonder if it's going to be the community I was after. Uh, what were, what exactly were you hoping for? For a community of people that didn't have their heads up their asses. 
I found that. I mean, for the most part, these people don't have their heads up their asses. All right. I so 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 you came and in then and there's you found exactly Brad. <laughs> ah, yes, Brad. So you came in, you found exactly what you were looking for. Mostly, yeah. Uh, there there have been the oddball here and there that just you know, like uh, Shock said, is the High Lord Domly Dom that has to have everyone bow in front of them to enter a dungeon that they'd never been to before. It's like, no. If you if you have if you have the established respect of the community as a whole, then you're probably going to get my respect. But if you want to be just a prick about it and you know try and make other people do things because you believe that you are owed that, fuck you. And what about you, Shock? Well, I think for everybody, especially when you're new and you're trying to imagine what an active in-person kink event is like. Um, there is the fantasy of it and there's the reality of it. And the reality of it is a definitely a different version of that. And that, that changes with the venue, that changes with the event, that changes with the type of event it is. Changes with the people even. And and for for me, I really didn't have an expectation of what the group would be, um, so much as what could I do with the opportunity. Okay, and I I think in that case I kind of for the most part got to to live out my fantasy and in, in helping to basically steer the community in a direction I thought was positive, and and have a very good experience for myself while I was doing it. Okay, so let me ask you, Shock. Mm-hmm. Now, as you've gotten older in the kink scene, <laughs> exactly. Yes. That. <laughs> um, have you had to like change things that you do like? I know, like, I've seen younger people, they go in and like, hey, I'm just going to do this flogging scene or this whatever scene for, you know, an hour. I can, or even saying, oh, yeah, I can do like four or five scenes in the night and I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Those people are stupid, but still, you know, well, that, I, I'm that, not going to argue with that. That's them. an ambition that takes four or five uh, a cooperative uh, a play partner. So, you know, I'm not sure how often that gets pulled off. Really, the, the change isn't in how I play uh, because of age. The, I don't think there's any way that I play has changed because of my age. The only thing that's really changed in that aspect is basically if I stay up late on a Saturday night, I get home at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning because we've hosted an event, we've had a play party, and we had an amazing time. The next day, it's like I got a fucking hangover. <laughs> oh, wow. That's one thing that changed with age. There was a certain point where staying up all night and getting up Sunday morning and going and doing stuff was easy. And it went to the next day is recovery. It is physical exhaustion and it is complete lack of really being motivated to do anything on that following Sunday. Even if I got a decent amount of sleep, it's still because it, it modifies my usual sleep pattern. And as you get older, that's actually physically hard on people is to change their sleep pattern suddenly. Um, yeah, that's the thing I really noticed was the the result of all I did was stay up late. And the next day, I feel like I have a hangover. Oh. Uh, la la. I, I want to answer the previous question. Oh, now. that's right. We were supposed to come back to you. <laughs> I apologize. That's okay. So when I first came in, I didn't, I didn't realize that there was going to be a community. I Everything I experienced online was one-on-one or, you know, in a role-playing type setting. So it was one-on-one mostly. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I kind of thought. Like, I'm going to be 
a slave, not knowing what a slave was. That's kind of what my brain was. And then it just evolved into this amazing group of people building a dungeon and planning parties and these experiences that were just not everybody will ever, ever get to experience because we built it from the ground up. And I'm very thankful for that. And as somebody who walked into things that have already been built up, Mm -hmm. I'm very happy that you guys did that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Your second question now? Uh, It was, um, as you've gotten older in the kink scene, uh, have you had to change things that you personally do within? Like as far as, as I was saying with shock, you know, there's some people that say, Hey, I can do all this stuff in a single night and, you know, be up the next morning to do even more. Yeah. I was never one of those that could do more than one scene a night. That's crazy. Um, I was more of a social butterfly and my one scene pretty much knocked me out. Um, <laughs> you have the scene and then you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Just come talk to me and flit around. And yeah, as I'm older now, I don't stay out as late. I don't stay at the parties as late. I don't make all the parties. You're, you're not here till, until the last person leaves I'm anymore. Not the last person anymore. <laughs> I'm not locking the door behind you. I'm not, you know, making sure the gate has the padlock on it, you know, <laughs> um, which was one of my jobs at the first dungeon. Oh. That, yeah. that harkens back to a time yeah. before, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you okay, Greedy? Uh, I'm I'm suddenly remembering everything about that old dungeon. Oh, <laughs> and and I'm I you know I'm with shock. Sundays are after a good party and not getting a lot of sleep. Recovery because usually I'm staying the night here. Um, my scene doesn't end when when the par- when, when the party's, the party's done. done. Mine goes all night, and so in the morning it's it's rough to get up and play D and D. Or, you blame, know, even blame get, greedy for that. <laughs> well, it's no, I blame Brad. <laughs> <laughs> blame Fucking well Brad. Placed. Fucking Brad. I know. Hey, Brad. Listeners, you have no idea who Brad is, but he's a bad, bad man. <laughs> As greedy fills him off. <laughs> Brad the bad. Brad the bad man. All right. Um, so that's my answer. It's harder as you get older. So, greedy. Uh huh. You and I are younger. How do you think the, these things are going to go for, for you? I'm an old man. My bones are brittle. My my hips and ache. You can't even get the words ache. out. <laughs> I can't even think clearly anymore. Well, fine. Hey, that's you. hey, hush. <laughs> well, you, and we've lost done? we've lost him to the corona consumption. So, you <laughs> this know, is just, it's just a matter <laughs> of time now. <laughs> uh, for me personally, now me, I've had other medical issues that have affected me and and doing things, but I'm still at that point where I can do more than us in a night, but I'm on the other side of the slash. So I'm not sitting there just taking, you know, the, the hits as it were, you know, that, that takes a lot out of people. Mm-hmm. For me personally though, I've reached that point where like, okay, I have to listen to my body when it says, Hey, you're, you're tired. You're done. I actually have to listen to it now. And that sucks. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not, up there in age, it's just medical is, is a bitch. <laughs> well, gosh, you know, saying that you could do more than one scene. Shock used to do four, five, so, six. Some, some, sometimes. <laughs> oh, wow. And list? that's what it basically the tasting is, is, right. is typically four hours of me doing many scenes with people. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. yeah, those are many. But. Yeah, see, that's why Shock is going to outlive all of us. Right. You're going to be the Betty White of... <laughs> <laughs> 
of kinky fuckers. Yeah, yeah, you know that's not a, that's not a bad moniker right there. Yeah, yeah. shock the Betty White. Shock the Betty White of the local community. <laughs> well, you know, and it's it's I, I don't really know it within my family how the health of men are as they age because all of my predecessors all smoked themselves to death at a relatively young age. Ah. I don't know what happens if you don't spend your entire life um, abusing amphetamines and tobacco. Um, I, don't, I don't know what happens to someone with my particular genetic makeup. Obviously, they become you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, until my father had a stroke at almost exactly the same age I am right now, he was a tough, sturdy son of a bitch. And now you get to live... Outlive that and be a tough story, son of a bitch, for many more years to come, hopefully. Mm -hmm. (sighs) All right. So that kind of brings up something. All right. So all of us, by comparison of the younger group coming in, you know, the uh, Fifty Shades community, as I call them. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're we're considered old. Older. Older. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Older. I apologize. I will wear that old badge. (laughs) At, with pride, okay. seasoned, experienced, yes. talented older it's gentlemen. It's all in the mind. Yeah. Age is just a number. True, but except for your knees and your hips. Tell them, <laughs> tell that to well, them. they can stay the heck out of it. <laughs> well, how do you all feel about seeing those younger people that are entering? You know, that eighteen to twenty-five range when they're first coming in and they are bright-eyed and wow. I encourage the younger community to come in and explore and, and stuff. My problem is that, like I said, age is just a number. There are some 18-year-olds that act like they're 12. But mm-hmm. again, there are some 40-plus-year-olds, like the gentleman that we had to ban, who act like a 12-year-old. Oh, yeah. So it's, you know, I just, the age doesn't matter. It's the, it's it's the, the maturity. maturity and the the responsibility and the knowledge of what they're getting into. That's, that's what is, that's what makes the difference, you know? (laughs) So yes, I want the younger generation to be safe. I want them to come and learn, but if they're stupid and and (laughs) ignorant and not going to put in the time and effort to learn before they jump in and are stupid, then get the freak out. I don't want you here because you're making me nervous and uncomfortable in my own community. Greedy, you're laughing over there. Yeah. You have something to say? I could not agree with you more, Lella. That that is that is so well put to the stupid people, be they eighteen or eighty. Get the fuck out. You know? Yeah, it just irresponsible. It brings the community down. It makes us have to say get out and that's uncomfortable for everybody. It just you're putting people at, at risk. risk. Yeah. Well, what we provide, and when you're young and inexperienced, uh, there's no better time to have access to it. What we provide are opportunities. We provide educational opportunities. We provide um, uh, the opportunity to develop a social structure of people that'll be, I would say, non-judgmental, but I'm not really sure at the, after that conversation. Um, <laughs> the people will be accepting. You you're calling me judgmental? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In a, in, a, in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way. Okay. Uh, but in any <laughs> event, uh, um, there will be accepting of the various kinks, et cetera, right? Uh, we give people those opportunities. And whether or not they take advantage of it and they, they grow with that, that's kind of out of our control. 
And for some people, that's not a good fit. Uh, for a lot of people, I think it's a very uh, amazing resource. And I, 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 if you're young and of a legal age and you're actively seeking kink, do it through a community. If you're local, do it through ours. That's, mm-hmm. I, it, you know, maybe it's not perfect for you. Maybe you'll come and decide you want to do something else. That's fine. Have, get involved and take advantage of that opportunity. Take the time to try to learn. Try. Just to, uh, to, to clarify a little bit, I'm not telling every 18-year-old that comes in, just because you're 18, you're not, you're not okay to be here. What I'm saying is, if you're not willing to grow, if you're not willing to learn, they should learn. recognize that yes. opportunity and take advantage of exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. Don't, I, and don't, I agree. I yeah. agree. But, but it's also, that's also out of our control. That is. We, that you is can lead the horse to water. Control. You cannot stuff their head in and make them swallow. <laughs> By the way, I just want to like I just want to <laughs> add that I am not referring to the twelve-year-old like what is no, it? No, no, eighteen-year-old. No, no, no. I'm just saying the the littles, the, the age teen, players. the age players. I'm not. Con- that's that's no, not no, who that, I'm grouping yeah, into yeah. this at all. No, no, no. That's totally different okay. than what we're talking. about. I just about. wanted to make sure that that was clear. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a. I think a, that I think that clarification helps. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> There's a stark difference between playing an age and having no fucking idea that you're just that immature. Well, and just coming in here and thinking that you know everything. Yes. And then you're taught something different, but yet you continue to do it the way you think is appropriate and safe and whatever, even though, yeah, you're just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see what you're struggling to say. I know. (laughs) Okay. Well, hopefully the listeners do too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember, direct all your messages to Candy uh, Sweetbox. Candy yeah. Sweetbox. Complain. Micromanager Complain. Lala. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear it. <laughs> well, and then one other thing I want to know. So, at this point, with what you are, with how you are now, and what you've been through, um, what are some of the kinks that you know may seem more appealing? to you as being older as to when you were younger or what may be some kinks that you think, huh, those young kids are really into that sort of thing that you were like, that's dumb. I'm sorry. That's dumb. (laughs) Drink. (laughs) I don't, I would not say that I think any kink is dumb. I don't understand them all. So in that aspect, I'm ignorant of it because Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, and I guess I am a little bit judgmental. So there are some things that are going around that I don't understand. And I think. Wait, some things that are going around. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get into it because I don't want to offend anybody. Okay. But well, there's have, just... you, have you been on this podcast? Have you listened to this podcast? Yeah, before? I it, it would be devastatingly judgmental of me to say anything. So I don't want to. Okay. Greedy, say it. No, he has no idea. I don't know what she's <laughs> thinking. I'm not a mind reader. I've, I've said this to people before. I would say definitely the younger generation coming in is way more into age play and pet space, pet play, okay. than the older generation. That's not to say that there's not older people that like that, because there are. It right. just seems more prevalent, is that the right word, in the younger generation. Yeah, that's correct. And I love to watch them. I love to be with them. I love their energy. I love it all. Their knees are still okay. Not, <laughs> not my thing. But I do have a tendency to, like, for instance, when Bunner and I are chatting or whatever, I do drop 
a few <laughs> ages. Like, I can't help it. I just kind of join in. Okay. The That's why you're the fun aunt. That's why. Yeah. And like I love you. to be mauled by all the pets. It's so much fun. Wow. I know. But so, that's, that's what I've noticed in, in the younger generation. So, listeners, Lala has a mauling fetish. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I like to be held down. <laughs> and that's the truth. <laughs> and Lala's now soaked. Did I answer your question? You did. Okay. All right. What about you, Shop? Well, I, I, she hit on a couple of the key points that I've noticed is that age play seems much more common, especially in the younger crowd. And I think I think that's appealing, especially if the the little is fairly young, and the uh, the daddy, the mommy, the top, uh, what, whatever role that is, is more mature, and those ages are widely spread. I feel like that has a, a more natural appeal to it. Um, the pet play is very prominent. That seems to be very popular among the younger crowds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other things I've observed is the elaborate rope bondage and the suspension, the desire for suspension. Those things all seem to really resonate with younger people. Um, I think partially because of the, you can see all the photographs on FetLife, et cetera, of people in these elaborate bondage scenarios, et cetera. Um, I, I think very much those are things that look incredibly appealing, and they can't wait to get out there and, and, and experience try. them. Yeah, yeah. They seem incredibly, incredibly popular those with the younger crowd. Okay. What about you, Greedy? Any thoughts? Between the two of them, they covered every thought I had on the matter, so... Thank you for making my, my statements <laughs> for me. I appreciate that, La La Shock. You're so welcome. It's nice to let you just cruise along, Greedy Paul. I'm, I'm cruising. You know, one thing I've... It, it's a ha- hypothesis I've had for a long time about the younger generations, period. The people that were raised on cell phones and, ha- and the internet and always had a camera in their hand is I have this hypothesis that um, within... Let's refer to it as dating. Okay. Right? That there's almost an expectation of nudes on display. Your your dating profiles you have up should have nudes in them. It's very common. It's very uh, a common thing to do. It's almost an expectation before you meet somebody in person. As you know you're exactly. Re- you're already exchanging nudes. I think that is one thing that I've noticed that, again, is my particular hypothesis. And I don't know if it's just acceptance of that and it's no big deal or if it's pressure to follow suit. So, i.e., even if you're not that comfortable with having your, you know, your, your nudity on your profile, whether or not there's pressure to, well, if I don't, no one's going to notice me. This isn't going to get me any attention from, you know, I'm, I'm going to be looked over if I don't have a series of nudes to catch the eye, that kind of thing. And I'm kind of fascinated by whether or not that's the case for the younger crowd. Hmm. Along with that, from, from my own personal perspective, like when I was younger, you know, college age, mm-hmm. uh, what's that? I have a cell phone that can get pictures. I have the I have a computer that I can see your pictures on. Oh, send me a nude, please. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Because I, I was young, and of course. Which, you know. which is different from the crowd that were raised when you'd see pornography. It would be a black and white picture with dark black bars over the eyes and all the <laughs> naughty bits. And this was this was you know this was pretty scandalous stuff. Taken in a whorehouse in Mexico and, you know, and sanitized to be passed around the U.S. You know, compare that to, oh, yeah, no, here, um, my nickname on FetLife is Shy So-and-So, and and here's my vagina. (laughs) Shy (laughs) So-and-so. 
Oh, but like I said, I, I, I don't know if that's just the acceptance of this thing that everybody does or if there's an expectation that in the dating world, it's going to happen and you're going to be expected to do it to get noticed in a, a society of people swiping along for dating profiles. Does, does the, is the nude going to be necessary to catch the eye and to get any traction, et cetera? I think it's a generation thing. To be honest, I think it's um, the generation that's out right now are so much more accepting of everything, every lifestyle, every change of your body. If you want to be mm-hmm. male or female or or non non-binary, non-binary. Um, there's just this overwhelming acceptance, which I think is phenomenal. I agree. Um, and I think part of that is also, hey, if I want to be nude and I want to show you my nudes, I'm going to do it because... There, there Everybody sh- likes and it. And I believe there should be no shame in that. That right. isn't something that someone should be ashamed to do. Right. I, just a generational change that I've noticed. And, mm-hmm. the, and the other part being is whether or not there's pressure to do it, just societal pressure to conform to that. I don't think that there, I don't think there is pressure so much as there was mm-hmm. when I was like internet dating, we'll call it, of I didn't want to send my nudes right away. I wanted to have a relationship and establish... Establish something. Respect and all that before I would do that. Um, but I I think now it's like... Oh, and now her nudes are all over the internet. Right? You want to see me <laughs> naked here? Just check out my fat. I don't... You know. <laughs> as shock pulls I'm, I'm out his phone. I'm getting my phone, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's more accepted these days. And, and thankfully for me, I have an open mind. So I kind of have transformed with it. Is that the right word? Transformed? Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So that's my thought. <laughs> You Greedy. didn't ask me. I'm just sharing. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you, you, you were you were going. Greedy, you, you look like you have some, a thought on yet. I'm. I'm just enjoying considering the perspectives of the people that I've heard so far. It's 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 worded in a way that I had never worded it before, in, in a way that I had never thought to word it. And can can you be more specific for the listeners? What exactly are you? Focusing on? No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he does the spoken word. Later <laughs> that's why he wanted to definitely be on this podcast. Definitely. <laughs> it, it, it's, I don't know. I, Thoughts to be posted on Discord later? Yes. Yes, I think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need to re-listen to this just to, just to get it down how I want to get it down. Because listeners, he wants to get to down. Say. Get down, get down, boogie down, boogie down. Showing your age. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fucking hard to hide. <laughs> These were really good questions. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Uh, I, I try. I'm really impressed. I'm. I'm. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm impressed as well. You get a. Star, You're not so welcome. An A plus. Yay! I was yeah. going to give him a gold star. Now it's a silver. Well, nobody wants your stars, greedy. I said it. Damn. What you got to do? Stiletto, right. Stiletto will wear my star <laughs> As he flips them off <laughs> I call them Stiletto uh, So Shock Yes You you had something in the notes here um, Something about a date for a luau Yes yes um, Here in Bakersfield we have set the date For our annual luau Which will be the third Saturday in July July 18th We've uh, dialed that in. Uh, our Luau is an amazing event. It's a tremendous amount of fun. 
Uh, takes place at the Shock Dock compound in our swimming pool. Uh, it's beautiful decor because micromanager Lala is amazing at what she does. It's terrific food. It's alcohol friendly. Um, it's a real casual attitude whether or not you wear swimwear. It is one of our most fun events of the year. And we've got that date on the calendar, and that event link is up on my profile um, and posted to our calendar, our quarter, second quarter calendar near the bottom as well. And this is all hoping that the pandemic is over by then. It is hoping that the pandemic has subsided and that the uh, Shock Doc Compound's uh, upgrades and additions are dialed in, but I, I believe they will be. Okay. That sounds like a great plan. Look, I'm looking forward to the future at this point. We need to look forward to the future. Yeah, definitely. Greedy Paul's not going to survive, but the the rest of us <laughs> need to plan ahead and Wait, look forward no, to the you're future. You're wrong. He got his Lyme. He's going to be great. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Modern medical science is a miracle, ladies and gentlemen. An absolute miracle. When you Aww. take you take a festering, withering hunk husk of a man like Greedy Paul. And you can give him these modern medications, and he recovers. Yay! <laughs> I hereby take back all that cool stuff I said about you, Shock. I'm, I'm going to go suck on my lime now. <laughs> hey, Green Diddy. Uh, <laughs> closing thoughts? I just gave it. I'm going to go suck on a lime. Hey, Lala, closing thoughts? I'm going to watch him suck on that lime. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Seriously, Are you going to watch him suck I on do, the lime? I am going to watch him suck on the lime, but also, please wash your hands after touching everything, don't touch your face and uh, just be smart and don't don't hoard the toilet paper. I I, I heard a terrific uh, joke that that works with this. It, it is the concept of you you treat hand washing like Texans do. You pretend you were just slicing jalapenos for nachos, and the next thing you got to do is change your contacts. Now oh. wash your hands in between. Yep. Oh yeah, thoroughly. Are those your uh, closing thoughts, Shocker? You have something more. My closing thoughts are please be good human beings. Be good to each other. Check in on those that are stranded at home and can't risk getting out. Uh, don't fucking hoard shit that you're not going to need or you think is just going to turn you a quick profit at other people's expense. Everybody needs toilet paper. Everybody can use sanitizing wipes and bleach. Just be good to each other. That's all, man. It, it's as simple as that. Be good to each other. Awesome. And for me, I got to kind of go alongside with Shock. Be good to each other. Please stop trying to turn a profit on somebody else's misery. If you know somebody that needs to take a shit, please give them at least a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> don't 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 turn this into a, oh, what country is that where they use the left hand to wipe? Uh, Ugh. India. India. Yes. No, that's that's Middle Eastern. Is it not India? I don't. Sorry, well, there's, there's plenty India of places people. around the, the world where the uh, toilet is just a hole in the floor. Yeah. So. yeah, just a hole. We have indoor plumbing. We have toiletries and toilet paper. Quit being bitches. <sighs> and remember, the spray nozzle in your sink doubles as a bidet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are out. Bye. Bye. Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well done. <laughs> I stole your line. Hey, that's, that's okay. I'm just getting back to you because you do it to me all the time. <laughs> it's okay. That's what that works. <laughs> Eventually, one day Greedy will get his own line. No, maybe. Oh, uh, no. so you know what this means, right? Now we have to come to him to be the last person, so he makes up a line for oh, himself. Oh, yeah. 
hey, he's going to go suck a lime. That could be his lime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should talk to the listeners say, hey, what do you think Greedy's closeout should be? <laughs> That's a great idea. Oh. oh. All right, next, next am, episode. I am we're... mildly afraid, but. 25 words or less, he must repeat them verbatim. <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> verbatim. I will, I will pick the, the top three, and the listeners will choose from those three. All right, next episode, we're going to reach out to the listeners. Well, next episode, whenever that may be, because we got a lot of episodes in the bank now. Well, Yay! we're getting them. All right, All right we're done. <laughs> Peace.